0: You're listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at www.riversideconnect.org. I want to invite you to turn to John chapter 10. That's where we're going to be this morning. I want to welcome those of you listening by podcast on this first Sunday of the new year as we kick off this series today entitled HD Life, And we're going to be challenging you each week to go high definition. In a standard definition world, that's kind of where we're going to be headed. That's the metaphor that we're using. If you don't yet have the Riverside app, I want to encourage you to download that app and you can follow along in the live event notes there if you'd like to Uh, every week with that. There's some other information inside of that app that will tell you about all the details of events that are coming up, let you listen to the podcast on a regular basis as well. And if you would like to use the paper notes, you'll find those in your bulletins today if you'd like to follow along like that. If you need a Bible and you want to hold one in your hands, there should be some under the chairs and the racks down there below you. And I always encourage you to turn with us. We're going to be in John's Gospel in chapter 10. That's one of the New Testament stories of a life of Christ. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You'll find it there kind of toward the back of your Bible. And we're going to be in chapter 10. And we'll get there in just a few moments. But I want to talk to you as we kind of get going here about this whole idea of an HD life. What is a rich, vivid, satisfying life? really all about. That's what we're going to be talking about. And an HD life this morning as we talk about it is specifically an abundant life. Jesus said that he, and we're going to look at this in the the text that we're in today, that he came to give us an abundant life. And we're invited into that. And so the challenge for us today is to begin this year by thinking about whether or not it's time for us to get an upgrade, to upgrade from standard definition to high definition. Now, I was doing some research and I was thinking about HD TVs and and how long they've been around and when the first HD broadcast was. And you might find it interesting to know just think for a minute, how far back do you think it's been since we started broadcasting in HD? Here in the United States, the first HD broadcast was all the way back in July of 1996. Can you believe it that far back? And uh, it was broadcast in the southern states, and I don't know that anybody even had an HD TV yet to be able to watch it on. But that's when the broadcasting capabilities came our way. Now, do you remember the first time that you looked at an HD TV? Do you remember that moment? Do you remember how clear it was, how defined everything was? I mean, you could actually see the nose hairs on people on the screen. You could actually see in great definition. The flaws, so you could see the plays on the football, you know, on the football field. you could see all the little details. you could see the numbers so much crisper and clearer. and notice how much thinner they are, and how much more expensive <laughs> they were. Uh, did anybody get a, a new TV for Christmas? Let me see your hands? Anybody at all? I was talking to one guy who said he went in and he got one for Christmas, and he walked into the store and he said, "I want 65 inch TV." And the guy looked at him and he said, okay, well, all right, all right, all right, let's talk about this. And so he said, how far? Oh, you know, like we're like five feet from the, my chair to the screen. And he's like, yeah, you probably don't need 65. No, I want 65. His wife's over there going like this, you know. And so he actually walked out with something smaller. But uh, that's our general tendency is we want bigger and better. And what I would submit to you as we think about this is that the Holy Spirit wants us, all of us, no matter where we find ourselves in our spiritual journey, to upgrade this day and this year from SD to HD. Now, the question is, is what is the SD life? Now, what I'm not telling you to do is to go out and to go into debt to get rid of your old television to go up to HD, all right? But let me just see a quick show of hands. How many of you have an HD TV in your home? Let me see. Most of us do. Okay. So if you're still chained to one of these, that's okay. You can still be chained to one of these, but spiritually speaking... I wanna challenge you to upgrade this year. Now, an SD life is a life for our purpose and our definition in this series, as one that is purposeless, it's directionless, it's ordinary, plain, it's big, heavy, bulky, cumbersome. It's the kind of life that you don't really know where you're headed. It's that kind of life that says, "I don't have much definition. I'm stuck in the past." It overpromises, and yet it underdelivers. But here's the kicker. and you'll remember this: We didn't know what we were missing when we had this, did we? We had no idea until we walked in and we saw this, and it wasn't playing a VHS tape. It wasn't playing a DVD, no, it was playing a Blu-ray, and you could see every little detail about it. But you don't know what you're missing when you're living this life, but Jesus came into a world and he said, you know what, I don't want you settling for a dull, boring, weight-filled life any longer weighed down by how high you have to jump or how low you have to duck in order to please God, in order to connect with God. He came to give us the HD life, the abundant life that's full and satisfying, that's rich and vivid. And whether or not you're yet a follower of Jesus today, I want to encourage you to begin to really explore, are you settling for less than what God has in store for you? And we're going to walk through some verses today where God, through his word, talks to us about what that full and abundant life might actually look like. The occasion for this is the fact that winter is approaching, and Jesus actually uses the feast um, of Hanukkah to be able to leverage this teaching moment. And in your notes, if you're not very familiar with Hanukkah or you don't have much of that background in your life, you can see there's a paragraph that I put in your notes and the paper notes to actually help you kind of understand what Hanukkah is all about. I'm not going to take time to explain all of that in our time together, but Jesus uses these moments to talk about a text that he kind of expounds on this language is very similar to Ezekiel chapter 34 in these verses so on your own during the week you might want to go and you might want to check out Ezekiel 34 but in Ezekiel 34 the prophet speaking to the nation of Israel has some significant indictments on the leadership of the nation of Israel and Jesus now uses these these moments of this festival and this dedication to teach about what true spiritual life should look like. And he's challenging the Pharisees, as we're going to see in just a moment, to move from an SD life, as we would call it today, to an HD life. So I'm going to begin in verse 1, John chapter 10. We'll put the verses up on the screen. I encourage you to follow along. We'll make some observations. And then we're headed to the Lord's Supper today to celebrate the very elements that give us access to this HD life. Very truly, I tell you Pharisees, he says. Now let me just pause there and just say that phrase, very truly, actually appears in John's gospel 25 times. And it it means really, really, really pay attention. This is especially significant. In some of your translations, it might say truly, truly or verily, verily. The NIV translates it very truly. I tell you Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. A thief breaks in. A thief uses deception, and a robber assaults people uh, that are passing by and seizes by force. That's the description here. Verse 2. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. And notice that they come and go right through the front gate because they've got nothing to hide. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name. Long ears, white nose, Bernard, I don't know what he called them, but he calls them by name, and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, notice this, he goes on ahead of them. And I love this language because the shepherd that we follow is not behind us. He's not asking us to go anywhere that he hasn't already gone. He is out in front of us, watching out, protecting us, looking out for our best interests. He's not on the side leading them. He is out on the front lines, and he invites us to follow him. And he's going ahead of us in every area of our lives because he's our good shepherd. Let's continue on with what he says here. He goes on ahead of them and his, voice, uh, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. Here's the idea of stranger danger for the first time. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. It's like parents, when you're trying to talk to your teenager and they're not getting it, like, all right, let me try again. Teenagers, when you're talking to your parents and they're not getting it, let me try again. So he goes on in verse uh, 7 of chapter 10. Therefore, Jesus said very truly, in other words, this is especially significant, pay attention. I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. Now. Also in John's gospel, he tracks through seven I am statements that Jesus makes. Various places along the way where Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am, in this case, the door, or I am the gate. This is the third of those seven. We're going to hear the third one and the fourth one today in this text. So he says, I am the gate. These are different ways that Jesus is trying to help them understand how to get the HD life. I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. And the thought that I have there in your notes is simply this. An HD life begins at the point of receipt. Now, when you came in this morning, you should have found a piece of paper that's a receipt for you to hang on to. I want you to take that out and I just want to talk to you about that receipt for just a moment. You'll notice that it's blank. It's blank because you're going to listen today and in the next few weeks and you're going to think about what the Holy Spirit is saying to you and maybe you're going to jot some things down. You'll notice it's blank because there's a brand new year ahead. There's a year of potential, a year of opportunity for your Heavenly Father to help you to upgrade from SD to HD. You can do that experience. You can have that experience today. Where did you buy your last HD TV? Can you think? Maybe it was uh, Walmart? Target? Sam's. Best Buy. Anybody get them online? I'm just not brave enough to do that, but I want to, but I'm just not brave enough yet. I want to go in, and I want to walk in. And I want to pick it out, and I want to walk out. But how do I walk out? What do I have to have? A receipt, unless I'm a thief or I'm a robber. And Jesus says, if you want this HD life, you come in and you go out through me. I am the gate. I am the door. And you go in and you exchange that old HD, uh, that old SD life for a brand new, abundant life, a rich life, a full life, a satisfying life. The great thing is, as Jesus describes this, that he's not just giving his life for us, but he's giving his life to us, even in these moments as we're here today. Verse 10 is our theme verse for this series. Look at it with me if you would. The, new, uh, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it, what? Abundantly. Can we say that with some enthusiasm? They might have it abundantly, to the fullest. Jesus is describing the life stealer versus the life giver. And here's the thought here, is that an HD life brings clarity. You see, when you upgrade from SD to HD, you realize just how much clearer this version is. And you begin to understand that all around you in this life, there are distortions. And the enemy of your soul wants to distort your relationship with God. And here's the thing that you need to hear this morning. The strategy that he uses to distort God's work in your life is the same strategy that he used with Adam and Eve, that he used with Jesus in the wilderness, he's not come up with anything new since the very beginning. And his strategy, as we're about to see in just a moment, is sex, salary, and status. He uses other words, but that's really the big idea. So let's take a look at it. In one of John's writings, 1 John, he's writing a letter, and he lays out for us this enemy of our soul, the desire to steal and kill and destroy, here's how he wants to do that in your life. He says, do not love the world nor the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, and here they are, the lust of the flesh, that's the temptation to feel good. That's our passions. That says the idea there that I want it, and I want to be happy, so if it feels good, I do it. The lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. This is the temptation to have. This is where greed and the very root of greed comes into it. This is all about our possessions. Get all you can. I see it, and I want it. It's that moment when you hear Gollum, and he says, my precious, I want it. Right? My daughter and son are cringing because I just did that. Sorry. The lust of the flesh, the temptation to have, and then he says the boastful pride of life. That's the temptation to be, to be envied, to be loved, to be honored, to be accepted and valued. Ultimately, it's to be worshiped. The pride of life says, I don't need God, I am God. He says that those things, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the boastful pride of life is not from the Father but is from the world. The world is passing away and also its lusts but the one who does the will of God lasts forever. So you see the distortions are found in the SD life. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life. Now here's the tricky part with our enemy. He'll settle for us upgrading to HD as long as we keep getting SD signal. Have you ever actually seen on your HD TV SD quality signal? Doesn't look very good, does it? It still leaves you wanting. And he wants you to buy just enough of a lie that there's a distortion there. And so he'll give you a lot of truth but he'll sneak in that little bit of compromise. He'll sneak in that little bit of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And he'll, you'll think, hey, I got the HD life. But all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, I'm settling for a signal that is not truly HD quality. And the Holy Spirit wants you to be able to discern that. And so he left it in the pages of Scripture for you to see Satan's strategy. He tempted Adam and Eve in the garden. He tried tempting Jesus. It didn't work. Jesus left us the model for how to overcome and to live that HD life. It's not to settle for SD-quality signal. He goes on in verse uh, 11. And he says, I'm the good shepherd. There's the fourth of the seven. He's the beautiful shepherd. He's the excellent shepherd. The good shepherd lays down. Notice the present tense. He lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd, does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks or snatches away the flock and scatters it. The man, he runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. This is more than just head knowledge. There's an intimacy here. We know him. He knows us. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep In he's referring to Samaritans and Gentiles and all of us. I must bring them also, and I love the inclusive invitation of Jesus. It's not an exclusive invitation. We are all invited to follow this good shepherd. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The thought here is that an HD life has the voice of Jesus in surround sound. He said that he knows us And we know him. And we listen to his voice. Look at what he says later in chapter 10. My sheep, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them away from my hand or out of my hand. Love the warranty language there. You think the warranty and parts and labor is good with these? Jesus gives this the eternal warranty. The abundant life for all of eternal life. Now, when you're living an HD life, you hear the voice of Jesus all around you. And you need to understand something. When he says that he knows who we are, when he understands us, Jesus lived this out as our shepherd in front of us. Think about how he relates to the twelve. Various men from various backgrounds, various personalities, various flaws, various experiences, and Jesus deals each one of with each one of them by name, according to how they are wired, because he is their good shepherd. He names specifically Zacchaeus. He looks into Zacchaeus's eyes and he has a conversation because he cares about Zacchaeus. He looks into Simon's eyes and he names him by name. And he looks into Mary's eyes at the empty tomb. And he names her by name because, as your good shepherd, he knows your name right there where you're seated today. He is not overlooking you and what concerns you. He knows your name. He also knows our nature, he knows our flaws our character defects. He knows the struggles that we have and the ways in which we feel like we're failing at life or trying to follow him. He knows all of our nature and he knows your needs today. As your great shepherd, as the gate, the door, he understands what your needs are emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially, physically. None of that stuff has escaped his notice. And as your good shepherd today, He wants you to hear that he cares. He knows you by name. He understands your nature. And he wants to help meet those needs that you have at the very core of your life that maybe no one else knows about. And so as you're sitting there this morning, what ways are you settling for this SD life when you could be following the good shepherd and live an HD life, a life that's full, satisfying, abundant In Him, not a life that's conflict free or difficulty free or that is always safe and secure. In fact, every single one of those apostles living an HD life gave their lives following the Good Shepherd. So there is a call in which, and a sense in which, the SD life, when we trade it in for an HD life, will not be about us, it will be about Him. That's the call of an abundant life. This has been the challenge, this whole idea of hearing God in surround sound for the whole of our story as human beings. Adam and Eve had HD contact. They had direct HD connection with God face-to-face in the garden, and they traded it in. They believed the lie. They had the tree of life, but they chose to listen to the serpent, and they downgraded. I mean, here's the deal. When you have this and you don't know what you've had and then all of a sudden you get this, here's the deal. You never want to go back from this, right? There's never a day since you've bought your HDTV or you've seen that signal where you've gone, you know, I kind of think I'd like to go back to that old dinosaur. Nobody does that once they get this experience. Same thing with God and Christ. When you begin to taste of that abundant, fulfilling, satisfying life, you don't want to go back. You want to keep moving forward in Christ. So, in what ways are you settling for for SD? In what ways are you settling for less than the full abundant satisfying life that God has given you in Christ? Today is your day to stop settling for less than what God has for you. My challenge, the big thought for today is that you would upgrade your life. And follow Jesus. He said of himself in John chapter 14, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Many will try to get in through the back door or under the fence. The only way in, Jesus said, is himself. Now, If you're not yet a follower of Jesus and you hear that statement and that sounds really arrogant and boastful and prideful and full of himself, you're right, it would sound like that unless it actually happens to be true. Now, many of you that would know me know that I have two children. I am the father of Joshua and Jenna. None of you would find that prideful, arrogant or boastful that I would tell you that I'm the father of Joshua and Jenna, right? Why? Because it's true. Just look at their hair. <laughs> Fiery red hair and my daughter's got some red highlights. We were a little concerned for a while, but if you look, you can find the red highlights in there. It's not offensive to you that I say I'm the father of Joshua and Jenna because it's true. And if Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and the only way to get to God is through him, then that does not need to be offensive. That does not need to be exclusive. In fact, it is one of the most inclusive statements in all of the scriptures. Jesus leveled the playing field for us all, and he said, you want to be clear You want to get very, very clear, high definition? Let me be clear and plain and blunt. The way to connection with my Father, the way to redemption and forgiveness and eternal life is through me and me alone. Let's not worry about all the peripherals. This is it right here. I stand before you, Jesus says, as the one who is the way to connect with God. And he's making that invitation to all of us today that we might upgrade our lives And we might follow him. One of the things that I think is fascinating about this metaphor that Jesus uses is that in the Old Testament, the sheep always died for the shepherds. They would die, they would be killed for them to eat, for them to have wool for for clothing, and they would be used in the sacrificial system and the religious system. But when Jesus comes into the picture as the shepherd, he's the one who dies. For us, the sheep. Now, if you're already a follower of Jesus and you've already locked into this HD life and you're living that abundant life, let me challenge you to continue to stay connected. And the way that you get that HD signal into your life is to spend time every single day with your Heavenly Father. To spend time reading His Word, staying connected to Him in prayer. By the Spirit, He speaks. You walk with Him daily. And if you've not yet kind of figured out what you're going to do this year to keep that HD life moving forward, I want to encourage you to join us starting tomorrow in reading the Bible plan, Simplify. And it comes right out of the Version Bible app. It's available online. You can read it on your computer if you don't have a smartphone or a, a tablet of some sort. And Pastor Bill, in his email that went out last night to everybody that gets that on a regular basis, there's an invitation inside of there for you to join us for the first 10 days of this year in reading uh, a a plan that is designed simply to simplify your life, to get you very clear about where you need to be headed for these first 10 days of the the new year. We're going to post about it on Facebook in just a little while, and we're going to post about it on Twitter as well. But we wanted to invite you to join us in that. Also, if you're looking at the live event notes, I want you to scroll to the bottom, toward the bottom, and you'll notice a block of text that says Next Steps. Every single week, that's in there. And it's in there for those of you that are exploring the next steps. Every week, down here around the front, we have two resources. He did this just for you in the Learning to Follow Jesus material. You've heard me talk about this if you've been around here till I'm blue in the face. But for those of you who have yet to it, experience it, I'm telling you again today. These are here for you to pick up. This one begins to tell you how you have an HD life. This one begins to help you to live the HD life. And you do that through discipleship, through a learning environment where you're wrestling with the questions of following Jesus, where you're not finished yet, you're still in process, but someone else, guys with guys and ladies with ladies are helping you to take those next steps. So inside of that next step portion in your live event notes, you will see a link. You can click on that link and that will take you over to our website and you can begin to explore what it would look like to be discipled, to be coached spiritually by somebody else. So I want to encourage you if you're looking for an improvement in that HD signal these are ways for you to be able to do that. You'll do it next week when you sign up for connect groups, when you sign up the following week for contribute groups. They're going to give you all of these ways this month to connect with God and with each other because an HD life was not meant to be lived alone. You were meant to live it in community with others and being able to flesh out this faith in Christ with other people. Now Jesus concludes this part in the final verses here. Let's take a look at it. He says, The reason my Father loves me, notice what he says here, is that I lay down my life. In just a few moments, we're going to go to the table and we're going to remember what Jesus did, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again This command I received from my Father. Jesus is saying here is that his willingness to give his life is the result of the Father's love for him. God's love for Jesus didn't depend on what he did, but what he did was the result of his Father's love. And so, as you hold that receipt in your hands this morning, I want you to understand something. And if you've tuned out, if the person next to you has fallen asleep, nudge them right now, because here's the deal. The price has been paid for you to get an upgrade. You do not have to steal. You do not have to rob to get this. Jesus paid the price at the cross for you and I to have an upgrade. That's what we celebrate in just a few moments. So what is it, as you're sitting there today, that God might want to write on your receipt Perhaps your receipt will say forgiven, redeemed, restored, reconciled, hopeful, healed, courageous, encouraged. I don't know what God might be whispering to you, but I hope that you'll take some time to reflect on this idea that the receipt is made available to you. The final payment was made at the cross because of Jesus. And he says that you get to his heavenly father through him and through him alone. Would you bow your hearts with me? I'm going to invite our worship team to come. So what do you do with what you've heard? It is not too late for you to upgrade, and I want to encourage you, challenge you to trust in the one who protects you as your shepherd who lays down his life for you. You know, the sweeping story of history, of human history, is that God has always been extending to us the HD life, but we settle for an SD version. Today, I want to challenge you. I want to invite you to stop settling for less. So, Lord, thank you that you are the gate. You are the door by which we find green pastures, by which we find comfort in the still waters, that we find those moments of respite from the stress and the tension of this life that we find eternal life. And Lord, I pray for those today that are investigating. They came today with someone or, or maybe this is their first time here. They were walking around the mall and they've just wandered in today. Maybe they've been coming for weeks or months and today is their day to set aside the SD life that is purposeless, that is not clearly headed anywhere that has been about them, their advancement, but that's left them empty and broken and disappointed, that they might put their trust and their faith in you, that they would call out to you and ask you to forgive them, to wash them clean, that they might embrace what you did as their good shepherd at the cross in giving your life, that they might have eternal life Lord, thank you that you know our names, that as our shepherd, we follow you. You know our nature, you know our flaws, our defects, our deficiencies, and yet you've invited us into the abundant life. You know our needs today. So whatever those might be, would you please, as we worship, as we pray, as we reflect, as we Apply what it is that we've heard you say today. We thank you for your care for us. We thank you that you are out in front. Lord, I'm so grateful that I don't have to be the shepherd, that we follow you. Help us not to despise that, to take that for granted. Help us not to settle for the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Forgive us and cleanse us and raise us to new life. Thank you for paying it all that we might have that abundant, fulfilling, adventurous life in you. Lord, we look to you for strength, for courage, for hope, for healing, for restoration. And We know that we'll find it as we head to these tables and remember what you did at the cross. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.